Welcome back, stoners. <clears throat> Welcome to Stoner Talk. I am your host, B. C. Alright. And today, stoners, we're going to talk about something that kind of baffles me a little bit. We're going to talk about something that I bet not too many people even talk about or even know. We're going to talk about police. Oh, God. I know y'all noticing my voice is a little raspier than usual. Um, You know, I got in an argument not too long ago and I lost my voice. So, you know, um, but so my brother from the same mother, my brother um, became a police officer. Okay, my brother became a police officer and, you know, he was he was he was wondering, you know, bro, you've never congratulated me for, you know, making the force. What's going on? And I'm like, well, I don't like slave catchers. Did I catch you off guard, stoners? Because I caught him off guard, too. When I said that, I'll repeat it. I don't like slave catchers. The police department. Let me give y'all a little bit of history. Okay, stoners. The police department was created out of the overseers on every plantation. So when Abraham Lincoln, excuse me, let me like my thing. I'm sorry, stoners. So when Abraham Lincoln laid up there and freed the and freed the slave stoners, right? Well, the plantation owners, all right. Let me let me go all the way back. Okay. When he freed the slaves, right? He did not free us as you think it would be. Okay. It's like this, stoners. He turned over slavery from the man to the state. That's why we have a prison system the way that we have it today. The state that you live in to this very day, 2019, can have slaves, but they're not, you know, in front of a big old mansion picking cotton and being whipped. No, they're where we call jail, prison, the bing, the slammer. Okay, stoners, that was created. Petty laws was also created once the overseers took their overseer badge off and put their cop badge on, which coincidentally is the exact same badge, exact same star, the sheriff's star. Okay, so you have a you have a company, a job, a part of America that was solely based on rounding up all the niggers. Okay, stoners. Round up all the niggers. We're going to get, if you steal something, five years. At one point in time, stoners, there was, Jesus Christ. At one point in time, stoners, there was a law where if you were living in a certain, I forget what state it was. I, I should be in front of my computer checking this out. But if you were living in a certain state, right? Some states had a law where if you didn't have a home, right? That was a crime. You go to jail 
Now, Stoner, if you're a slave and you've never been paid and you've never been treated equally at all and you're now free, where's your home coming from? You don't have a home. So guess what? When the overseers, a.k.a. the police, see you, they're going to ask you for your address. If you can't provide one, you go to jail. Does that sound familiar today? If a police stop you and ask you for your ID and you don't have one, that is a crime. You go to jail. Being outside of your home without identification is against the law. Yes, stoners. See, it really hasn't changed that much. So I said all that to say this. I wanted to give you all a little history on why I don't like police. It's not like, oh, they're, you know, I'm one of them guys that's like, oh, they, they always mess with my dogs. No, stoners, it's not like that with me. I'm a very logical man. I'm a very logical man, okay? I always think things through to a fault of my own because right? I'm always, I'm always overanalyzing, overanalyzing things. But I'll put it to you like this. I'll give you two examples. Here's one scenario. You see the game of basketball? <clears throat> you see the game of basketball? Right. The game of basketball is this you take the round ball and you put it in the hoop now as the game moved on there have been different variations of putting the ball in the hoop different styles you know the game has changed a lot right but what has never changed is it is its foundation putting the ball in the hoop i said that to say this stoners police Military, we'll get back to we'll get to that later. But the police were built for one reason and one reason only to round up the negras. Plain and simple, stoners. Fight me on it if you want, but that's just the way life is. Okay? And I said that whole basketball scheme to say you just you, you, you can't tell me I'm going to go to this thing and I'm going to I'm going to change it from the inside. The police department has been around ever since slaves were let free. It has never changed. 40, 50 years ago, you can get killed for whistling at a white woman. Today, if that same white woman says he sexually harassed me, you're going to jail. And, and, and don't tell me it can't happen because it has happened already, stoners. A young kid was walking by with his mama and his book bag slightly uh, tapped the white lady's ass or lack thereof. Ha ha ha. And she went ham hock banana pudding. She went ham on the little kid, you know. And then when she was and then, and then when they were able to let her see the footage and see it was just his backpack, you know, she had no choice but to concede and apologize to the little young boy. Okay. But it has happened, stoners. You know, 40, 50 years ago, they didn't have surveillance. Okay? I am not the type of person to sit up here and say, oh, you know, police have done so much good. You know, if you get burglarized, aren't you calling the police? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't yet. I've never been burglarized, knock on wood. You know? But I've, I've never personally picked up my phone and called the police. Ever. I don't need your help, sir. Okay? This 
ever since they have been created stoners, you tell me, when have they changed? When have we went in there and changed the racism that it was built upon and made it into something good that we all can enjoy and and you know on, on a Saturday cop car it says to protect and serve I'm sorry but I'm from a neighborhood where that is rare you've never served me and I haven't seen one cop to try and protect anybody that looks like me and from where I'm from okay stoners a guy black man remember when the Bill Clinton era was out and he was, you know, the mass incarceration thing was going on. Basically, in other words, saying like crack hit the streets. And then the next thing you know, you can get more time selling crack than shooting somebody in the face. Now, you wonder to yourself, well, of course, you know, because, you, you know, you sell crack to other people and excuse me, you sell crack to other people and the, the children get affected, the parents get affected, the neighborhood get affected, of course they should go to jail. And you know what? You right. Where did crack come from? Dun, dun, dun. Huh? Where did it come from? Now, we all know, I think we've all known where, you know, the big diseases and, the, and, 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 and things like crack cocaine comes from. Crack cocaine was brought up by the CIA and dropped down into the ghetto to help kill ourselves. Because think about it, when the black man cannot go out there and get a job, a job that sustains him and his family. I'm not talking about McDonald's. I'm not talking about a little rinky dink from here and there. I'm talking about something that can actually pay the bills, put food on the table, you know, and have me poking my chest out and feeling like a man, that type of job. Those jobs are not out there for that man back in the, the late 70s, early 80s, late, late 80s, early 90s. Those jobs wasn't out there like that. But you know what, though? Pookie up the block got that pack. So he goes to Pookie up the block to get that pack. Why? Because his daughter, his son is screaming, hollering, their stomach touching their back. He got to do something. He gets the pack. Make a move. Boop, boop. Pull over. Now in the eyes of society, he looks like a bad guy. Oh, you out here selling drugs. You got kids at home. But the nuance to that situation is this man had no choice. This woman had no choice. His or her kids crying for food. Please believe me, Stoner. This is not me just talking. I was one of those kids. Shouts out to my mom who did eight years flat for me and my, me and my brothers and sisters. Because she had to go out there and do what she had to do. And she got caught. You put people in a position where there's no choice, they will make one. It may not be the one you want. It may not be the one that suffices, but they got to make a choice. Now, I said all that to say this, stoners. After they make that, you, you think the powers that be can't put two and two together and get four? They can't get no job. Let's put some crack cocaine out there. You see all the, the ballers out there flossing, they, 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 you know what I'm saying, they gold and they jewelry. You want to floss, you want to have good things for you. So why not go out there and do this? is easy. Here, 
$10, please. Thank you. That's easy. The CIA put crack cocaine into the ghettos to destroy the black man. So the black woman would have nobody to lean on. Except for who? The white man. That's when it became susceptible for black women to date, you know, white men. Scandal. How to get away with murder. They're trying to promote an agenda, if you will. Okay. Now, I'm not a hypocrite. I am not a hypocrite and I'm not a liar. So, um, my woman is white. All six of my children are mixed. So I'm not sitting up here saying that, you know, I'm some saint or I walk. I want to be completely honest with y'all stoners. I'm not that guy. But I, I, I do understand. I can see, but I can't help who I fell in love with. Okay. So let's move forward amicably. I think that anybody who tells me that I want to be a cop so I can do good in my neighborhood. I'm sorry for blowing in the microphone like that. Um, I then ask them, I give them a scenario. You pull up on the block, a block that you've walked down plenty of times. You got four of your white officer partners right behind you. Black guy comes out. They draw weapons. You know this guy. You know this guy. You know he's not a threat. He's just going through something right now. What do you do? Do you stand up against your four white officer buddies? Or do you draw down on him too, hoping that he just stops and calms down? See, I give that scenario because it gives them a window of actually doing something because something can be done and it actually shows where you stand. But the question is also for them because it shows it's I don't even need an answer. However you felt right then and there, you know what it is, bro. And nine times out of ten, they're going to hesitate. They're going to hesitate. And then that one phrase that ooh, this phrase kills me, stoners. This phrase kills me. I hate when people say this. Man, what do you want me to do? I was just doing my job. You motherfucker. Slave catchers were just doing their jobs. Executioners were just doing their jobs. Nobody told you to get that job, sir. Every black man and woman that gets into the law, the law, the law enforcement, you're going against a machine that has been running very well with and without you for a very long time. And I'm talking to the brothers and sisters that's getting on the force and actually trying to make a difference. I see you, but what I'm trying to tell you right now, stoners, is that you're you're you're, you're fighting a losing battle. There is no way. Any black man or woman will get on the force and then change it for the good. It's been rooted into the DNA of racism too deep and too long. Think about it, stoners. Look at all the shootings and beatings that 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 has been happening. Right. Think about it like this. If a regular person would have shot an unarmed person with their hands up, you go straight to jail. Do not pass. Go do not collect two hundred dollars. Right. Okay, but if a cop does it, he gets administrative death leave. 
I don't get it, stoners. What makes him better than me? Because of the job that he has, that he has acquired? How many racists have come forward that, that were on the police? Hmm? How many racists, how many Ku Klux Klan members have been in, in seats in Senate? How many? I know we know about a lot. But how many stoners? So you mean to tell me an organization that's supposed to be so tight nip and on the cuff, you let all these racist people get by? You let somebody who's been racist his whole life, throwing up Confederate flags his whole life, make it all the way up to chief? And you didn't know? If you want to be a cop, stoner, cool. But go into that job knowing it's just a job, one. And B, you're ready to lose it at any time. That career means nothing to you. Let me tell you why. Because it'd be the black motherfuckers that get up in there, get a little zition, get some rank, and all of a sudden their job means more than their people. And that's where I lose you. You hear me? That's where I lose you. Your job, your occupation, something that can be taken from you at any point in time, if they say so, you're willing to put that before your people. Yes, the crackhead on the corner that's scratching his asshole, that's your brother, that's your sister. What you gonna do? Are you gonna go over there and help him? Are you gonna look at him stupid and give him what you gonna do? Now, I hope a lot of people listen to this and thinking, you know what, he right. But you know what, though? I know I know the world I live in. You know what I'm saying? I have I have cop friends. I have friends, actual friends that are cops. You know what I'm saying? And they know my position. They know my position. Only one of them actually understands. And he actually was the one that gave me that phrase, the two phrases if you're going to, if you're going to be a cop. Going there knowing it's just a job and going there knowing I'd rather lose this job at any point in time. And I fucks with him. But there are, you know, there's a lot of, I gotta, you know, they'll see their actual born from the same mother, same father, brother. You know what I'm saying? That's been begging them for money. You see them struggling. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see them robbing a liquor store. And you'll throw your own brother in the, in the clink. I'm just doing my job. What about the job that God gave you as a brother, as a mother? As a father, as a friend, the responsibility of your fellow man, especially your brother that he sent down with you. What about that? I don't believe in being a policeman. I do not believe in police. I believe that police are are the type of people that they put on the badge and they feel I'm better than everyone. You're supposed to respect the police officer as soon as he walks up. I don't. 
know what I'm saying? I'm getting so sick and tired of, oh, he was in fear for his life, or he was in fear for his life. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm 33 years old, stoners. I've been walking this earth for 33 years. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm afraid of a few things. But if I'm trained for something, that is something I will not be afraid of. You're not going to train me for something. Then when I get in the outside world, I'm going to say I'm afraid of it. Then what are you doing? Why are you a cop? Whatever happened to -to hand-to-hand combat? I don't know. I just just don't dig cops. I don't dig people who really want to be cops. You know, unless you have some type of plan and or agenda, I just don't believe in it. You know, cops, military. <sighs> yeah, we got to talk about the military as well. Let's, uh, let's pay some bills. And we back stoners. Now, when I left off, I was talking about the military. I got off the cops. I gave my point about why I don't I don't really dig cops, you know what I'm saying? They were birthed from racism to gather up all the niggers that don't have a plantation or a home to go to and they either killed or put them in prison. Okay? With a with a foundation like that, that is not a company I want to be a part of. With the track record that they have in hurting and killing Innocent bystanders and innocent people. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to see it corrected. Yeah, of course. But I don't want to be a part of that. That is bad news right there. Speaking of bad news, let's talk about the military stoners. Another form of law that I do not like. Let me explain why. Okay, hold on. Let me light my thing back up. You not gonna pick a fight, right? Then come run, grab me, and tell me not only do not only come help me fight a fight that I picked myself, but then tell me I have no choice. You're not gonna sit up here and tell me, oh well, Lewis, you're you're being you're being unpatriotic. Well, yes, guess what? BC is not a patriot, sir. No. Stoners? No. I'll let you in on something with me. I am not a patriot. America is conquered land, has been that way ever since Christopher Columbus put his boots on that sand and took this from the Moors. Mm-hmm. They were not Indians. They were not in India. That was black people they seen running around and they were called Moors. They conquered them and took the land. And then, you know, all kinds of wars happened. France, Germany, everybody came, you know, trying to get a piece of America, the new land. Militaries. So I am not, this is just real estate, you know, who's ever in power, that's who it's for, you know. So I'm not, and you set the rules. You set the rules, you know what I'm saying? So whoever was in power at the time, you know, slavery was the thing. That was his rules. You know, whoever was in power at the time, Jim Crow was the rules. Segregation was the rules. You know? So this is not my land. This is not like my country. You cannot sit up here and tell me, hey, Lewis, this is your country. You run. I didn't want Donald Trump as president. 
So if it's my if it's my country, why don't my voice and vote? Oh, it don't matter. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought it did. Let me get on this military thing a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's one thing about it. And 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 another thing about the military, I don't get me wrong. You live here. This land do need defending because at any point in time, some weird dudes will come around here. And I'm not saying I'm anti-defense. All I'm saying is, you know, back when they had the drafts, bullshit. Vietnam War, bullshit. And let's be honest, when the vets do come back here, every vet that went there, and I don't give a fuck if all you did was put a pencil in a pencil sharpener and staple papers. Nigga, you was over there. I think every single vet that comes back here, right, should automatically get a two to three bedroom home. Huh? They don't pay taxes no more. They don't even know what that means. Huh? And one, from the moment they get back, one year free of bills. So they can have the time to relax and stack and not have to have no worries. They just came back from war, you faggots. That's what I believe. I believe the veterans that come from across them seas fighting for us and, and, and you know, doing what they have to do to, to protect us. You know what I mean? I believe that when they come home, they should be compensated. Give them a home, give them some change in their pocket, and give them the time to get their mind together. Okay? So I'm not against the veterans. That's what I always believe. Check my Twitter, Mr. Super Duper BC. I've always tweeted it. I've always said that. You know what I'm saying? Respect to them dudes that go out there. And it's mad respect because, you know, you're going over there and you're fighting for somebody who will never fight for you. Hmm? Cause when you came back, did they make sure you was good? No. You know how many times I'm, I'm on my way to work, and or I'm on my way to the studio, and I see a, a, a homeless man. You know, and he got on a you know a homeless vet. Anything helps. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go out there, you lay your life on the line, then you come back, and it's like it didn't even happen. You know? I mean, come on, Stoners, do your research. Hey. Y'all know the drug heroin? Ah, yeah. That was given to uh, our troops in the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. It was used as a sedative to uh, calm them down and, you know, take away the pain. Yeah. So guess what? When they came back home, guess what they was addicted to? Yeah. That's right. We go fight for you and you send us back addicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was during the whole Frank Lucas situation. Why do you think it was so easy for him to get that stuff back and forth on the military planes? I'm breaking y'all off with money and your habit. That's why he can do it. And the only why they had that habit to begin with, because when you're hurt and you're in the infirmary, back in those times, they don't do it now. I'm not saying they do it now. But back in those times, they would give you a little dose of heroin, opioids, send you to sleep, you know. They were barbaric back then. You got people coming in there with blown off arms and blown off legs and half faces. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I understand. Do I condone it? Fuck no. But I understand. They were not knowledgeable and they did whatever they can to take away the pain. See, like I said, I'm a logical man. 
but still and all, you gave the men heroin, bro. Come on now. Stop it. Like I said, your track record messed up. Just like with the police, your track record messed up. You know what I'm saying? Every vet I've seen, I ain't gonna say every vet, because I've seen some vets who come back, but you know, you know the vets who really are doing well off and actually doing okay for themselves and actually retired and doing anything? The generals, you know, you know, the high ranking motherfuckers. But the grunts? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I'm one, I'm one of them guys like, man, look, if I'm coming fight for you, that's either because I love you, I rock with you the long way, or I know you got a little change on you, so after I beat these niggas up for you, you hear me? I'm going to need a little things in my bag, you hear me? <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, Stone, I, I don't want to even joke about this moment, because when we go out to fight, and there will be another fight, please believe me, there will be another fight, and I don't know who it's going to be against, but it's going to be another fight. I just... Yes, we need defense. But just like the police departments, the military needs correcting. How many stories have you heard of women getting raped, people getting killed, things getting, you know what I'm saying, put under the rug, 9-11, you know? When 9-11 first happened, if you said it was fake and it was an inside job, you would get beat up, DDT'd, and thrown to the wolves. Hmm? People on TV was like, the building burned for three hours and then you didn't think it was going to fall. Ah, ah, ah. Now, outside, outside, you know, outside in, you like, I know, right? If you let anything burn for three hours. But the way that building was structured, it could have burned for 10 hours and it wouldn't have fell. Okay. And actually, oh, yeah, stoners, uh, buildings in Chicago, New York and California have burned for longer than 10 hours and, and at least the uh, what do you call it you know the outline of it I can't really but the beams and stuff are still up man when that fucking thing came down they talking about from the plane which I still got thoughts about that they say from the plane and but when it came down everything was pummeled pulverized but that's another podcast for another day my point is is that the military has a bad track record you cannot tell me right a black man, a 33-year-old black man with children that the police, the military, and this great country, the U.S. of A., is on my side. No, you're not. You're not on my side, and you know you're not. We're surviving. Okay, stoners? We're surviving, and we try to do that the best way we can. Alright. Now again, I wanna I wanna really reiterate, I am not, I'm totally against police. Fuck 12. I do not like cops because they literally derive from racism and I do not like them. Anybody who wants to be a cop, make a choice, pick a side. Do not tell me I'm just doing my job, but I'm still for the cause. Fuck you and everything you stand for. But as far as the military, I am not against the military i just don't trust them i don't trust what you say i don't trust what you do i don't trust them plain and simple i think anybody out there in in podcast land can understand that with a track record like the military has hmm 
be cautious type thing. Well, I, I would appreciate it if you give me that appreciation, you know? Um, yeah, man, I didn't really even mean to make this a long podcast, to be honest. with you, Stoners, I just actually had a, uh, I just was talking to my partner about it. And, you know, my brother was talking about it not too long ago about his comeuppance. And I'm like, you know, like I told him, man, look, pick a side. You know what I'm saying? Don't go in there thinking you about to change anything because you not and I hope you're the best cause he's my brother but he knows how I feel and as far as the military stoners nowadays people get in the military just because they know just because they say you know when you get out you'll, you'll be eligible to get at home and you'll be you picked where to live on base anywhere in the world and da 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 or they give you the glories you know, they make it seem so easy and so, like, you know, come on through. But please believe me, I've talked to a lot of, uh, not just vets, a lot of privates, a lot of people who went there and literally come back for leave or whatever and be like, man, they straight up fucking lie. I don't get none of that shit unless I do this. I have to go to school for a certain amount of time to get this and I got to do it. They don't tell you all that, man. They, this, is, this is not for me. This is from actual people who go out there and, you know, putting their life on the line, the privates, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't trust them. You can't ask me to have trust in something. I can't have trust in this nation because you have my, my ancestors in slavery. You had us in Jim Crow. You had us in segregation. And now you're trying to kill us biologically and any other way you can. Okay. I don't trust the military because ever since y'all was created until now, not even until now to now, y'all just been shady. Y'all still shady. You know what I'm saying? Everything is a, a secret, Area 51. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't trust them, man. So, you know, that's just my take on police departments and the military. Um, Don't get it twisted. Um, I may feel the way I feel about this country. Yes, I do not consider myself a patriot. That is true. But I think it's a great country. I think it's a great country. I think we live great over here. Yes, things need to be corrected. Yes, things need to be tweaked. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wouldn't go as far as say like, you know, we're just the worst ever. Da, da, da. Nah, just, you know, every country has their problems. Ours are just very big and very old. Okay, stoners. So I don't want nobody listening to my podcast thinking, you know, OBCs, anti-America, that is false. You know what I'm saying? I dig where I'm at. I'm not in love. I'm not going to get no American flags tatted on me because this is not mine. This is conquered land. Right now, it belongs to whoever it belongs to. You know, my ancestors was here first, the Moors. We got conquered. And now it is what it is. So, no, I'm not in love with you. You know what I'm saying? I am, I am one of millions of black men. I am a man without a home. I can't say I'm in love with Africa. I've never been there. And this for damn sure is not my home. So I'm a man without a home. I'm just living, you know, and I'm okay with that. My home is earth. I know I belong here. I know I belong there. Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that's me in a nutshell, 
if you will. You know what I'm saying? But I just had that on my chest on I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Please follow me on all my social medias. Mr. Super Duper BC. That's M-R-S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-B-C. Also, follow me on my, P- my PS4. You know what I'm saying? I do it in. I do it big. I, I murder you in Fortnite. Dunk on you in live. What you want to do. That's Mr. Super Duper BC. One. The number one. Don't spell it out. Um... Yeah, everything else will be in the descriptions on the podcast. Please, people, if you can, donate. Nothing wrong with throwing me a dollar a month, right? And you can cancel that subscription anytime, all right? Again, shouts out to all my military folk. Thank you for going over there because you know damn well I wouldn't. And as far as the police, fuck y'all. Stoners unite.